The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of 153 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. And Jesus said to him third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to, to Jesus, Lord, you know everything, you know that I love you. 
Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this signifying by what kind of death Peter would glorify God. And when he had said this, Jesus said to Peter, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That's one, that's two, that's three strikes, you're out. Everybody knows that that's uh, probably the most foundational rule of baseball, and I suppose, too, it's kind of one of the rules that we deal with in some states when it comes to felonies. But as far as baseball goes, you know that one strike, two strike, three strike, you're out rule is really important because, you know, who wants to see somebody just keep swinging and swinging and swinging and fouling up and fouling up and fouling up and failing and failing and failing? At some point, you just got to say, stop, you're not good at this. You know, get back to the dugout. Three strikes, you're out. Well, if anybody deserved to be sent to the dugout, it's probably our old friend Simon Peter. When you talk about three strikes and you're out, man, that guy had at least three strikes and should have been out, well, it seems like, a long time ago. But here he is showing up in the gospel post-resurrection. And, you know, he's... He's already in this story, the first strike, in this story alone, the first strike is that, you know, he's, he's, a, he's been fishing his whole life. You know, this is his profession, this is his skill, this is his talent, this is what Peter does. And he spends the whole night fishing and catches not even a minnow. For God's sake, what kind of fisherman are you? Strike one. Strike two is perhaps more important. You know, after they throw the net over the right side of the boat and they catch all the fish, you know, this guy's standing on the shore and is directing them and telling them what to do. And Peter doesn't recognize him. Peter doesn't see him. His eyes, perhaps you might say even his heart, isn't open to him. He doesn't recognize who it is. That's speaking to him practically right in front of him. (laughs) It takes poor little John to tell him, hey, Peter, it's the Lord. Oh, yeah, it's the Lord. So then impulsively he jumps in the water to go to the Lord. A A little bit late, Peter. You had to wait for John to tell you who it was. Strike two. And the strike three is actually kind of one of those elephants in the room, if they had elephants in the Sea of Galilee at the time. You know, it's it's doesn't happen in this story, but everybody remembers it. Everybody is, now knows full well the story of the cock crow. You know, Peter most especially knows the story because he lived it. You know, you certainly are one of them. No, I'm not. 
You're one of his disciples. I am not. Surely you're one of his followers. Not me. Got the wrong guy. I am not him. One, two, three little strikes right there all in a row. (laughs) Then the cock crows. Just as Jesus had predicted. What is the great rock of the church that Jesus is going to build done? He's denied his relationship to Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And Peter knows this. And the other disciples know this. And Jesus knows this. Talk about an elephant in the room. Peter's come out of the water and he goes up to Jesus. And Jesus has the campfire there. And, you know, Jesus kind of skips over the, the problem with the eyesight of not seeing him. He lets that one ride. Strike one, forgiven that one. Strike two, the fisherman thing. You know, he kind of teases Peter a little bit because he's got fish already on the grill. But he says, come on, bring some of those fish you caught. Wink, wink. (laughs) Come on up. But there's, there's still the third one. The third big strike, the cock crow strike. What's Jesus going to do about that? Well, we all know what Jesus should do, what, what our expectations are of Jesus on this. You know, the rule is the rule. Three strikes, you're out. And Peter has been given more than enough chances And what Jesus should do because Peter has proven himself to be unfaithful and to be incompetent and, and to be blind. Oh, he does not deserve to be the rock upon which Jesus will build his church. You know, this guy doesn't have what it takes. He keeps swinging, and he swings, and he swings, and he keeps missing and missing and missing. He keeps failing and failing and failing. And and Jesus should say to him, Peter, you're done. Go to the dugout. Get back to the locker room. You're a nice guy. love you a lot. But you're not equipped. You don't have the skill. You don't have the talent. To be the leader, to be the apostle of the apostles, to be the rock of the church. So it's been nice, you know, get back to the dugout. Three strikes, you're out of here. I'll have John do the job for you. He's much better anyway. But that's not what Jesus does. You know, our expectations of what Jesus should do What the rules should apply here are not what Jesus does. Instead, what Jesus does is really extraordinary. It's it's really kind of wondrous, though certainly surprising. Jesus hearkens back to those three denials, and one by one he uses those denials as an opportunity to give Peter a chance to profess his love for him. I do not know the man. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. You were with him in the garden. I was not. I'm not one of his disciples. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. I am not one of his disciples. You've got me mixed up with someone else. Peter, do you love me? 
And Peter's all like flustered and stuff. He says, well, of course I love you. I already answered three times. Well, that's because you denied me three times. It's pretty obvious. But it's great. You love me. I'm overwhelmed. Now, this is what that means. If you love me, and you do, then feed my sheep. If you love me, Peter, tend my lambs. If you really, really, really love me, Peter, feed my sheep. And what Jesus does here is, one, first of all, he gives Peter a chance to profess his love, of course. But maybe more importantly, because of the mistakes and because of the failures and because of the strikes, and most of all, because of the love that's been occasioned by those mistakes, the renewed love, Peter's mission is made clear. Peter, be a pastor, be a shepherd, be lowly like those shepherds out in the field. No, no fancy stuff here. Just feed my sheep. Just care for my sheep. Just feed my sheep. And that's it. The only prerequisite for this job, Peter, is that you love me. It's not competency. It's not how good a fisherman you are. It's not how many talents you have. It's not how many languages you speak. It's, it's not how good you are at baseball. The only thing that matters, the only prerequisite for being the rock upon which I shall build my church, for feeding my sheep, is that you love me. And that's it. You don't have to be perfect. In fact, I presume that you're going to continue to be a goofball. I presume that you're going to continue to fail. I presume that you're going to continue to make mistakes. But if you love me, in spite of those mistakes, and maybe even because of those mistakes, you, Peter, feed my sheep. And what Jesus has done here is not fix Peter. He hasn't rehabilitated Peter. He's simply given Peter a share in his new life. Which is what the Easter risen Jesus is supposed to do. New life is what he gives Peter. New life. And that's what makes him a good shepherd who feeds the Lord's sheep and who tends the Lord's lambs and who feeds the Lord's sheep. With Jesus, it's not three strikes and you're out. With Jesus, it's do you love me, then feed my sheep.
Let us profess our Easter faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus 